Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for listening to NBA Talk with Isaac Wolf. I am your host, Isaac Wolf. We're going to start off today with some quick news before we get to the hot topics and our Christmas Day preview of the five games being played today. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the Cavs have traded Jordan Clarkson to the Jazz for Dante Exum. So trade season has already begun. And the Jazz, they waved Jeff Green, like, right after. So that may have been a move to get Clarkson in. I'm not sure. But moving on to hot topics, the NBA is has formally proposed changes for the 2021-2022 season, including a 78-game season, an in-season tournament, play-in tournaments for the 7th and 8th season in each conference, and playoff reseeding. So it's basically all the stuff we talked about a while ago, but more detail on the in-season tournament. Starting in late November, all teams would play eight divisional games, four at home and four on the road. They would count. They would count toward their regular season record. That's for the early stage of the tournament. The six division winners and two wild cards would qualify for the quarterfinals in mid-December. Semifinals would be a doubleheader a few days later, with the final game being played two days later. The NBA had specific dates, but they said they were tentative, so they're likely to change and thus not really needed in the description of what's happening. Players on the winning team would split $15 million, basically giving everyone a million apiece because you can have at most 15 active players on the roster, which makes me think of this. It would suck to be a two-way player affiliated with the winning franchise and say you just happen to be down in the G League when they win and you could have gotten the money, but they didn't call you up at that time. That would suck. I mean, I'm sure there would be some way they deal with that. Or they could <laughs> or they could just say, tough luck, kid. Be happy with your $204,000 that you're making down there. And then come talk to us when you're on a real contract. Then we may give you a share. <laughs> the coaches will split $1.5 million. <laughs> The poor coaches. They work, they work so hard. They deserve more than 10% of what the players get to share. Yes, there are more players than there are coaches, but that's rotten if you ask me. The NBA also said that there is the potential for, quote, adding pri- additional pricing for players on the remaining Final Four teams, and that other incentives for teams and fans were to be determined. As for the play-in tournament, it's the same idea as it was a few weeks ago. Seventh and seventh through tenth seeds in each conference will be playing seven versus eight, and eight or excuse me, nine versus ten. The winner of the 7th and 8th seed game would be the 7th seed in the playoffs, while the loser of that game, the loser of the 7th and 8th game, would play the winner of the 9th and 10th seed game, determining the final seed for the playoffs, number 8. For playoff reseeding, after the play-in tournament and two er, for, and first two rounds are complete, and we're down to the final four, they're talking about reseeding the final four teams based on regular season record. Personally, I hate this idea. Don't reseed the teams. Keep it as the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, with the finals being East versus West. If you're gonna change it, do the thing where you completely reseed everyone one through 16. I'd be fine with that. It would take some adjusting, but I'd be fine. But don't change some of it and not all of it. However, there are rumors that there has been strong concern against this, which is good because I don't like it. Other people might, but you know. So there you have it. The NBA has officially proposed those changes, and they are looking for them to take effect during the 2021-2022 season. 
Isaiah Thomas went into the stands in Philadelphia during the Wizards game against the Sixers to confront a fan who was yelling some not nice words at him, made some inappropriate gestures to him as well. Thomas was ejected that game and suspended for two more. The fan was banned for a year, I believe. But, I mean, the confrontation was very peaceful. Thomas was very calm. The fan wasn't acting crazy, although it seems that he may have been earlier. It wasn't anything physically violent. Thomas basically just went up to the fan and said, Hey, don't do that. The fan... The fan said he just wanted a Frosty. Because he was yelling that stuff at him during a free throw, I guess. Because Philly fans get a free Frosty if an opponent misses two free throws in the second half. Which makes me believe that he was yelling it during the free throw. When he took a free throw. Which... I really hope that wasn't the deal. You can make noise, but that's crossing the line for something you can get for like a dollar and a half at Wendy's, okay? And it's quality. They've, they're probably giving out crap Frosties that aren't even good. My point is, you don't need to do all that for a free Frosty when you can get it at Wendy's for a buck fifty. And by the way, go grab one when you can. It's a good bargain for quality food. Wendy's Frosties, get the chocolate. Okay, I got a little sidetracked with that. But let's move on to our Christmas Day preview. Five great games today. Celtics, Raptors, Sixers, Bucks, Rockets, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, Pelicans. In that order, all games are on ABC or ESPN. The first game of the day at noon on ESPN is Celtics, Raptors. I was originally thinking this would have been so much better if it was Celtics, Nets, in Boston, because it would be Kyrie's first game back. Remember, he was not there the first time they played each other at TD Garden. But then I realized he's still injured. He is still out. Not expected to come back for another two to three weeks. But as for the game, I expect the Celtics to come out on top. The Raptors are very shorthanded without Pascal Siakam, Norman Powell, and Marcus Gasol, who are all out indefinitely. Without that star power, it's going to be hard to overcome Kemba, Tatum, and the Celtics, who have won three in a row and seven of their last ten. So I don't expect this to be a very close game. Definitely won't be that nail-biter that will have you on the edge of your seats. Maybe Taco will get in on Christmas Day. That would be amazing. Obviously, you don't want to hope that the Raptors get blown out, but it's a possibility. And if Taco plays, that would be my Christmas present from the NBA. If Taco gets in, maybe gets a dunk or two, maybe a block. That would be perfect. Let's move on to Bucks Sixers, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. This will probably be the second best game outside of Lakers Clippers. Should be close. Almost everyone's healthy for each team as of right now, with the exception of Eric Bledsoe and Matisse Thibel. But Giannis is good to go, as is Middleton, Lopez, and Bede, Simmons, Harris, all those guys. We should be in for a great Eastern Conference game, potential Eastern Conference Finals matchup. These are the two teams I have playing in that series next May. As of right now, however, they are the one and five seed. Bucks sitting at 27 and four, Sixers are 22 and 10. But yeah, should be a really good and competitive game in Philly. Rockets Warriors at 5 p.m. Eastern time on ABC also. This is not the kind of game we thought it would be at the beginning of the season. It was supposed to be Steph, D'Lo, and Dre versus Harden and Westbrook. Instead, it's Harden and Westbrook versus just D'Lo and Dre. The Warriors won't have Steph back for a very long time, and when he does come back, it won't make a difference in their season. 
Klay Thompson's probably out all season. They're 15th in the West. The Warriors are 15th. Tied for the second worst record in the league at 7-24. and 24. So, yeah, not the most entertaining game anymore. But we'll still get to see Harden do his thing. Probably hit the high 30s. Maybe low 40s in scoring. Russ will have his way. I expect the Rockets to run away with this one. Come out of the gate strong. Never look back and get their 7th straight road win. Then after that, you'll have about a half hour to maybe eat, talk with family a little bit, and then get ready to watch the game at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN and ABC Lakers Clippers from Staples Center. It will be on the Lakers court. I'm surprised this isn't the late, late game that starts at 1030, but I'm actually glad that I don't have to stay up till one in the morning watching this. This game will be as good as advertised. The first meeting between the two was... Opening night, the Clippers won that one, 112-102, and this one should be no different. LeBron and AD are both expected to play. They're both dealing with injuries. LeBron has a strain in his groin, and AD seemed to hyperextend his knee a little bit after stepping on a wet spot on the floor on Sunday, but both seem to be good to go heading uh, heading into today. However, if they're both not 100%, which it appears possible, I might give the edge to the Clippers. If they're both feeling great and play at their normal level of play, which is pretty high, I, I would give the Lakers the advantage. Yes, they've lost their last three, but they played the Bucks, and then didn't have LeBron one night and AD the other. They were the, they were without one of the two stars in, th- or excuse me, two of those three losses. And when they played the Bucks, they had both of them, but LeBron played through his injury, causing him to not perform as well and costing the Lakers down the stretch. But it'll be close. I can't say my pick with full confidence, but I'm going to go with the Clippers. I'll say Clippers by less than eight points. So seven or less. I don't know. But what I do know is it will be the best Christmas Day game that we've had in a while. And after that, (laughs) you'll all be tired. You can probably go to bed for that Nuggets-Pelicans game. Unless you're a Nuggets or Pelicans fan, then you might want to see it. But at 10.30 Eastern Time on ESPN, Denver, winners of seven straight, will host the Pelicans, who are 8-23 and and 14th in the West. Again, another game that seemed appealing at the beginning of the season before Zion tore his meniscus. But the Pelicans, without Zion, really aren't worth watching anymore. Yes, they got young talent. Lonzo, Ingram, Hart, Jackson Hayes, Drew Holiday is putting up numbers. But they just don't have that same entertainment value without Zion. And that's what makes this game... Not as entertaining. I mean, they they could the NBA couldn't predicted the they couldn't have predicted the injury. It's not the NBA's fault or Zion's. It's just unfortunate what happened. I expect the Nuggets to keep rolling and win this game by a margin of at least twelve. So we have five great games today. Celtics Raptors tipping off in about an hour and a half. Bucks Sixers Rockets Warriors Lakers Clippers and Nuggets Pelicans, all of them either on ABC or ESPN. And to wrap up today, this day in NBA history, in 1984, we had one of the great Christmas Day performances of all time with Bernard King scoring a then-franchise record 60 points for the New York Knicks. However, the Knicks lost to the Nets 120-114, but that doesn't matter. Bernard King scored 60 on Christmas Day. That's pretty cool. Maybe James Harden gets that today against a not very good Warriors team. Happy birthday to Eric Gordon, the only current NBA player with a Christmas Day birthday. Unfortunately, he's not playing for Houston today, still recovering from his knee surgery. He should return soon, though. 
We will be back this weekend with another podcast where we will talk about the decade in review. Best players, best teams, all decade awards. It will be a fun time. Last episode before the new year. See you then.